Okay. <clears throat> so, good evening. Um, I believe this is the last day of where we're talking about um, <clears throat> the divine masculine or masculinity. And um, for, for me, for, for me, it's others, but <clears throat> for me, it's the last day. You guys get four more days of it. Um, and uh, I spend time just contemplating what I want to want to speak of, and and for this, it it always confused me because I always felt like the traits were crossing over, um, masculine and feminine traits. That there's there's a lot that is similar based on how you are as a human being or how I am as a human being. So I don't want to see nurturing as only a feminine trait, but I also don't want to see. Um, protectiveness and power is, is mainly a masculine trait. I think that they exist in both realms. But I did want to, I was thinking, one of the things when I think of differences between masculinity and, and um, femininity is I think of uh, competition and cooperation. Um, and I think both of these are useful. Uh, but I do have a bias here, and it's going to come through. There's no way. I think both are very useful. If you want something done quickly, and if, it, to be honest, a, a competitive attitude is a lot quicker than a cooperative attitude. Cooperation takes longer time. However, cooperation tends to leave less damage behind if something goes wrong. Um, I think of um, when I think of competition, I think it's more about domination. And when I think of cooperation, I think it's more about egalitarianism. Um, I, to me, there's more paranoia in competition, where there's more trust and cooperation. The communication style in a competitive environment is vertical. It seems to be top-down. And in a cooperative um, communication system, it seems to be horizontal. It seems to go across. Um, there's authoritarianism in a highly competitive models where um, cooperative models work on consensus, not necessarily democracy. Um, if you spend some time thinking about it, democracy can turn into a weird form of dictatorship, especially if you have a group of people who are larger than another group of people determining how they should live their lives. It's, yeah, it can be bad. One's based on dogma, one's based on community. Um, I think one celebrates success and the other celebrates service and, and the competitive model to me seems to be very exclusive and it focuses on accountability whereas um, the cooperative model I think is more inclusive and worries more about responsibility. And again, um, these are generalizations. They definitely are my opinion. Uh, they're, they're not in any means Buddhist thought. Um, they are definitely my opinion. But I, I just think of stories, having you know worked for over 40 years, um, I remember being in one working environment where I got to be a salesperson and so, well, I was having a conversation with someone and we were disagreeing about something and I got in trouble for this, but <clears throat> my boss said, there's no I in team, and to which I replied without thinking, um, there's no you in team either. And, uh, but that's, that's, that's kind of the competitive environment and how that works. Um, yes, that, got, that was bad. 
I wouldn't suggest anybody do that. <laughs> I'm thinking of my CFC story. I used to be in the Church of Christ a long time ago, and I even spoke some from the pulpit. And um, my last few months there, we had decided that the Bible said that women were not supposed to speak in church. And all decisions we had made as a church were made in these family meetings where we would get together and, and talk about things and come to a consensus and make decisions. There were about a hundred of us, and they were beautiful. But one day, a few more conservative members got it in their mind that women are not allowed to speak in church, and therefore it should be only the men making all the decisions. So the men called a men's meeting and got together, and I was so worried about wanting to keep peace, I thought, we need to be of one mind on this, that even though I thought it was a bad idea, I was like, well, I'm probably going to have to cave into this. The men are going to do all the decisions. Otherwise, I'm just going to be a naysayer. Um, so I was. I was caving in. And we were getting to the end, and then the minister, the very minister of the church, who was very quiet, says, well, I quit. I'm done. And left. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. I just saw it like integrity like that. And this person's still a conservative Christian to this day, but he just wasn't willing to end that kind of consensus. And they decided that men only could speak, and I hung around for a couple weeks, and then I left. And um, I was hanging out with a guy named Popo, and I was doing a lot of meditation and being influenced by Buddhist thought anyway at the time. So I wrote a note, and I left, and um, that was the end of that. But I remember how that felt. That It felt like a coup Never were the women asked if, you know, they didn't make a vote. The men just decided, and, and everyone went with it except for me and a couple other people. The minister, the minister left. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a tough story. Um, I don't know exactly how that ties into masculinity and femininity, except in that how it works in our society and with a lot of our traditional religious practices. It's worked that way for hundreds and hundreds of years, and this has just been a carryover from that. It's been a carryover from those hundreds of years of that domination. And um, that church no longer exists, by the way. It's crazy. It shut down like six years after that or something. I don't know if it was related to that at all. I mean, my head goes, that's what happens when you do that, but it could have been other stuff. But they were, and it's, it's very sad. And um, and again, you know, when I left that, I, I, I trailed in the Buddhism, and I've been very happy since then. But I also remind myself, much of Buddhism is very patriarchal. Um, and when I look at it, I just see a lot of that in most religions in the world that are the religions. So I take a deep look, and I know that's not the world I want to live in, and that's not the spiritual practice I want to practice. So I'm keenly aware. So if you'd like to, we're going to prepare for meditation. We're just going to do a basic meditation today. Um, Be comfortable. You can sit. You can lie down. Um, I'm taking the meditation out of the Recovery Dharma book. Again, recommend it to everybody. Sit in a comfortable but attentive posture, 
allowing your back to be straight but not rigid or stiff. Feel your head balanced on your shoulders. Allow your face and jaw to relax with arms and hands resting wherever is comfortable. Be attentive to what's happening with your own awareness right here, right now, without judgment. As you uh, sit or lie down, begin to notice the sensations of breath. Pay attention for a moment to how your abdomen, mo abdomen moves on each in-breath and out-breath. The movement of air through your nostrils the slight movement of your chest and shoulders. Find the spot in your body where the sensation of breathing is most vivid, whether it be your abdomen, your chest or your shoulders, or the movement of air through your nostrils. See how fully aware you can be of your whole cycle of breathing recognizing that each part of the cycle is different from the other part. You will notice your attention shifting away from the breath from time to time. It's perfectly normal for thoughts to wander into fantasies, memories, worries, or things you need to do. When you notice your mind has wandered, try to meet it with a spirit of friendliness. <coughs> you don't need to do anything about it. There is nothing to fix. Rather than forcing it, just try to allow yourself to become curious about what it's like to be breathing right now. And you'll find that the attention is naturally drawn back to the physical sensations of breath as it moves through your body.
Stay alert, relaxed, and above all, compassionate as you maintain awareness of where the mind goes. Each time you notice the mind has been distracted or has wandered, gently shift your awareness back to the sensation of breath. Notice the tendency to want to control your breathing. Let the quality of attention be light and easy, one of simply observing and noticing. You don't need to control the duration, intensity, pace, or the pause between each breath. Just be present. As you meditate, notice where the mind goes in terms of thoughts, liking or disliking, perceptions or sensations, hearing of sound or feelings of peace, sadness, joy, frustration, or anticipation. Just notice these raw thought forms and then return to awareness of sensations of the movement of breath.
If your mind has gone off on a fantasy, thought, judgment, worry, sensation, or sound, just notice in a friendly way that this is happening and come back to the breath. Recognize that the awareness of the distraction is important to this experience, both the movement away from breath and the coming back. Notice how one thought leads to another and then another. And those moments when you get lost in thought or your awareness goes somewhere else, see if it is possible to notice the moment when that flicker of awareness happens, when you recognize that your mind has wandered. This is a moment of mindfulness. You could acknowledge yourself for noticing you've gone somewhere else and then just easily bring your attention back to breath in a friendly and non-judgmental way. As this meditation comes to an end, recognize that you spent this time intentionally aware of your moment-to-moment -moment experience, building the capacity for opening the senses to the vividness, to the change, to the aliveness of the present moment, expanding your skill to be curious about and open to whatever presents itself without judgment. Then, whenever you're ready, Allow your eyes to open and gently bring your attention back to the space you're in. In honor of Meta Monday, I'm going to end our, have our dedication of merit be just a quick Meta chant. May all beings be happy and peaceful. May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings, oh, may all beings live with ease. Namaste.